to have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So today on the podcast, I have on a couple of the guys from OnX. So I have Dylan Dawson, who I've become friends with over the years. And then I also got a chance to meet and talk with Jeff Armand. Uh, So these guys have great insight into how to use technology to better your scouting and hunting. Uh, They're absolute wizards with OnX. Uh, I know every time I talk to them, I pick up things that I can use in my own scouting and hunting. And and so this podcast is full of valuable insight uh, uh, how to use this on X and get the most out of it uh, to help improve your public land hunting. So uh, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I think you guys are going to enjoy it too. I want to thank my sponsor for today's show, OnX. So OnX has changed the way that I scout and hunt. And not only does it... It, it make me more effective in the mountains. It, it also keeps me safe. And we talk about the different features today. Uh, so you're definitely going to hear a, a lot of things that are going to help you uh, in the field, help you prepare for these hunts. And, and then also, you know, like this tracking feature, this tracking feature. And I talk about it in the podcast, but it has saved me being able to mark a track back and uh, as I've been hunting here lately, um, today we've got this gnarly winter storm, and and you can't see but a uh, hundred yards in front of you, and being able to have a point and being able to tell which direction to walk, and and then just so many benefits uh, uh, of marking animals that you're stalking, knowing where they're at, and, you know, just really getting the most out of this app and out of technology to make us better is just amazing. And so, uh, thanks to those guys for OnX, they've been with me. Uh, since the very beginning, sp- supporting me and this podcast. And uh, I just really appreciate the support. Uh, I love their app, and I love uh, how effective it makes me in the mountains. So uh, thanks to those guys. Uh, over there at Eastman's, make sure you check out our new Beyond the Grid. We've got some good elk hunting videos out, uh, some new episodes dropping. Uh, you can also check us out on the Outdoor Channel. Uh, you can check out the magazines, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal, uh, if you want to get uh, uh, save some coin, you can use the promo code ELEVATED321. We'll get you both magazines and an outdoor edge knife for $50. Uh, also, make sure to check out Tag Hub as um, uh, season's still going here strong, but we're kind of winding down on uh, a lot of the bow hunts and, and uh, elk hunting and things. Um, you know, this off-season... It, it really is a game changer to uh, be able to, to, to gain valuable insight into which units to apply for, to put yourself in a good spot, to give yourself the best chance at success. Uh, so make sure to check out Tag Hub, Internet Research Tool. And um, man, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm winding down here. I got a week left to elk season, uh, maybe a, a hair less. Today's Monday. We've got this gnarly winter storm in right now. It's snowing feet in the mountains, and it's been good hunting. Um, uh, been getting into elk. Been trying to help a buddy uh, harvest a bull here while also trying to look for a bull for myself. Um, man, I found a good one last night. Just a great mountain bull, dark horns and ivory tips, and uh, it may not be in the best spot. Uh, it's kind of in a tough spot to kill, but I know where he's at, and I've got all week, and hopefully he makes a mistake, and I'm I'm able to close out my elk season by by arrowing a good bull. So I'm going to keep after him. Like, uh, this is what you want for these mountain hunts. Um, uh, rut's definitely winding down. I haven't heard any bugles the last few days. Uh, but um, uh, with this storm coming in and snowing feet in the mountains, it's going to push a lot of these elk out. And so uh, it'll it'll be kind of like playing a chess match, like trying to uh, predict where they're going to come out and where they're going to go back in, trying to cut them off, trying to be within striking distance when I see this good bull so I can make a play on them. So uh, bringing it down to the wire, but uh, it's been good hunting. I've had a heck of a season, and I, I can't wait to, to see how it finishes off these last few days. So going to get this podcast out to you guys while it's uh, snowing like crazy today. And uh, hopefully be able to see something tonight, but if not, be back out at them tomorrow. And uh, got to get a little work done in between, but can definitely be glassing and hunting mornings and nights. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. So let's get into this podcast. It's a great one with OnX. 
So I've got Dylan and Jeff on. I'm your host, Brian Barney. Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. It's a C layers to be able to turn layers on and off, as well as marking waypoints and stuff in 3D uh, will really help help the user out. But Jeff might know a little bit more about the uh, the ins and outs of what we did. I mean, you, you covered it pretty well, Dylan. I think there's some other things with um, some of the other content that you can have on the map. I know we, we talked a little bit earlier about the new radius tool thing that we have. That's available in 3D now. And so there's, there's a bunch of the features that, that you're probably used to that uh, are now going to be available to you in 3D in addition to the layers. So we're, we're super excited about that. Yeah, and it's just um, it's it's easy for us hunters to visualize. Like you get that 3D image, and all of a sudden you can just see the canyons and the drainages and the ridge lines. And like I'm good at reading topography. You guys have multiple layers that that I love to use. So uh, you got the aerial imagery, which is great, where you see an actual photo of the country that you're going to hunt. You have the topography. Uh, which is super, as I'm an old school guy that, that learned uh, reading, reading maps through topography. And then you guys um, have a combination or a hybrid between the both where it puts topography on the aerial imagery. And then you have this feature, the, the 3D feature. And when you turn 3D, like even for me, for a map guy, it's just so much easier for me to visualize where I'm going to walk or how I'm going to attack that country through there. So that that's a huge deal is being able to to then overlay like uh, uh, all the different layers on that 3D. So yeah, the the new version of it is a game changer. It's just awesome for scouting. And as much as like I use it on my phone nonstop, but there's like nothing like having it on your browser. Like your browser just gives you this bigger overall picture of what's going on. So I think it's crucial for scouting. Uh, Dylan, do you also use it for scouting on your browser versus your phone? Oh, for sure. I Especially the 3D, I tend to use that way more on the browser. Um, my work setup, I have two monitors. So I've got my laptop screen, which is a good size screen. And then I've got a bigger monitor next to it. And so I'll actually use that a lot for e-scouting. And I know um, some folks have even suggested if you're big into e-scouting, you should get two monitors. Oh, um, wow. It is a game changer there. So I'll have, yeah, it's it's pretty cool because then you can have the map up on one screen in, in 3D, what we were just talking. And then on the other screen, you can be looking at regs or, you know, maybe um, just, I'm always flipping back and forth from a couple different things. So. Yeah, the, the two monitors is pretty cool. And then actually there's been a few times sitting at hunting camp. Um, one of the few times where we have hunting camp where we're, you know, staying at a cabin or a house or something like that, actually just screen mirroring my computer onto like a big screen TV. And, you know, especially if you're in a room with a uh, group full of guys and you're trying to figure out who's going where, you know, what the plan is um, to lay it out like that on the big screen is pretty cool. <laughs> I always learn stuff when I talk to you guys. So if I'm going to get serious, uh, I got to have the two monitors. That's that's a good tip because you're right. You are switching back and forth so much, you know, from regs uh, uh, to, to, to the unit to... Um, you, you know, all throughout, it seems like I've always got like another window open. So yeah, that's a great tip. And I love like being able to put it on the, the screen mirrored on the TV. That's another good one. So when you're explaining a game plan or talking it over with your buddies that, that you can all see it there. Uh, so, so I love that. Yeah. It's just, um, it, it's easier for me to see the big picture as well. Like just to see the overall layout of country, to see the, the road systems and things of that nature. And the, the beautiful thing is, is like any scouting that you do on your browser then shows up on your phone. Any of the waypoints you save or, uh, uh, any of the lines you draw or trails that you draw in, like uh, all of that transposes then to your phone when you're out in the field. So uh, that's the beautiful thing is you can you can scout and hunt off all devices. Um, I was just going to say real quick, honestly, the inverse is great too. So what I have found in the past is while I'm in the field marking sign, whether it's, you know, a lot of times I'll turn my track on while I'm going, um, walking down a good elk trail or next to a good elk trail. Um, marking waypoints for rubs, wallows, fresh sign, bedding areas, etc. And, you know, when you're out in the field, it might not click um, like it does when you get back home and you put it up on a big screen and you're like, 
okay, here's all my data that I've collected from the field from this area. And then sometimes it just takes looking at it on a bigger screen in 3D. And it's like, oh, like from what I've marked here for sign and trails and food and water and all these different um, signs that I mark waypoints for, it totally makes sense what that Elkert is maybe doing. We're out in the field, it's like, man, are they betting on this side? Where where are they crossing? You know, just taking that one step and, and looking at everything out on the big screen really helps. Oh, that's a really good point. And yeah, Brian, you mentioned sort of sort of getting the macro view earlier. I think it's also good sort of in the inverse of that as well. Like one of the things I like to do, it's not a you know secret tip or anything, but with 3D, it, I'll, I'll use the topo map to identify, say, potential glassing spots. Once you waypoint those, you can flip on 3D and kind of get a pretty good view of what you might be able to see from that specific spot when you're actually out in the field. Um, and, and that, you know, for me, um, especially, you know, as I'm uh, getting more years uh, on the body, helps, you know, knowing, you know, is it going to be worth going to the spot uh, or, or not, depending on, you know, where and what I can see and how far and such. So um, it'll uh, potentially save you some, some miles on your boots. Oh, Jeff, that's such a good point that... That glassing, it's its such a mindset. It's like finding those right vantage points that show off the most amount of country. It's not just like looking through your binos. And so, so you're right, like being able to use that 3D tool to then put yourself on the vantage point and see what your view will be. Uh, uh, that's got to be incredibly advantageous. Yeah, that's amazing. That That's a really good tip because... It, it just is such a, a mindset, and I know I'm using it constantly. Like Just like you stated, like I haven't used the 3D feature that way quite like you stated, but I'm always looking for the vantage point that's going to show off the most amount of country, and it's one of the, the tools that I use. And the, and the other great thing about Onyx, like when I first started... I just had a bunch of red X's everywhere that then, like, when I went back to a unit, I, I couldn't figure out exactly what they were to or, or what they were. Uh, but now the, the labeling is so easy where you can mark glassing points, where you can mark elk or you can mark buck deer or you can mark uh, access points and, and then you know you, you you can label your entire map so when you go back to a place you've already hunted or like uh, I've been sharing information uh, one of my buddies drew a really good Nevada elk tag and uh, I've hunted that unit a couple times once for mule deer and once for elk and so I'm able to send him all these points that are all labeled correctly so he knows it's not just a red X on the map. He knows that's where I saw a bull or he knows that this is my vantage point there. And and when you really take the time to organize all your waypoints like that, man, it sure pays dividends when you're in the field or when you're on a hunt. Just understanding what you what you were trying to mark at that place. One of the things I do too, Brian, and I'm sure you you are up to speed, but a lot of folks are not utilizing it um, very well is color coding those waypoints. So like you said, you know, you can go in and mark, mark a waypoint and then change the name. You can add a description. Um, you can add a photo if you'd like. But uh, one of the big things, like I said, that folks are underutilizing is the color coding. So I, I've seen it a few different ways. You can color code by species. So for example, all of my... Elk waypoints could be red. All of my bear waypoints could be brown. My deer waypoints yellow, etc. Um, you can also color code them by year. So if you're, you know, you're focused on elk, well, okay, all the blue waypoints are 2019. All the red waypoints are 20. The yellow waypoints are 21, and so on and so forth to kind of see trends over the years if you're hunting similar spots. Um, and then I kind of do a a hybrid you know, of that. And so for example, like all of my yellow waypoints are areas on the map that I want to check out. Um, I've either driven by and I'm like, oh, that drainage looks really cool or e-scouting, you know, it's found something that I liked about it. And then I'll drop a yellow waypoint on it for like, I'll do like a, a yellow elk or a yellow deer, you know, if it's an elk spot I want to check out. Um, and then I'll change the color from yellow when I go verify it. So all across the state and even other states, I've got yellow waypoints on my map. To me, I look at that and I know, oh, that's an area of interest 
that I have not, you know, put boots on the ground and verified yet. So there's a lot of different ways you can uh, utilize the color coding, but just uh, another cool tool in the arsenal. Oh, Dylan, I'm totally stealing that. Yeah, that I, I use the color coding, but that makes sense to color code it what I haven't checked out and just what I've e-scouted or what I've driven by and then change that color coding to when I've actually put boots to ground in country. That That's genius. I love that one. Um, yeah, and, and being able to, to color code like um, different species. Um, that's super smart, especially like, you know, places that we hunt sometimes where I hunt mule deer and I hunt elk or mule deer and antelope to be able to have those different color coded waypoints. I need to take more advantage of that. That's a good one. And and then Jeff, you were telling me like one of the, the new features too, is like to be able to do radiuses around. And, and I think this is a game changer. Like, uh, 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 I like to use that radius because I like, um, it seems like everybody drives to the end of the road to the trailhead. So for me, two miles around that trailhead, I just don't hunt. And there could be animals around there. I just figure there's going to be a lot of pressure. So being able to draw a radius around that trailhead uh, just changes the game for me. Like, what are some of the other ways that we can use that radius feature? I mean, there's a couple of different things that are that are possible, and we should we should circle back to your uh, your color coding and organization thing in a minute and talk about our new folders feature too. But for radius specifically, um, it, you know, I'll I'll look at uh, look at all the different points of access, say, in a particular unit that I'm going to hunt, and I'll put put different you know, radius around each one of those. And then you'll, if you do that, you'll, you'll see a pattern emerge or you'll see pockets within those different circles that are not covered. And those to me are potential areas. If I know that, you know, the average person is going to be a mile in or whatever, um, and I'll draw those circles, I'll see spots and gaps between those, which are the, the areas that I want to make sure that I go go check out because I know that I'm uh, I'm far enough away where I'm I'm gonna get you know away from some guys uh, you know there's always the ones that now it seems like are, are miles and miles back in um, but that's also useful to, to see sort of the gaps between the people that you know are, are eight miles in and the people that are, are a couple miles in and just look for those gaps between your shaded circles and then you'll that'll clue you in on, on areas you, you may want to go explore, assuming those things have, you know, other, other reasons why you would want to, why you'd want to be in that area, which you would be able to see through the imagery or the topo or whatever, the different features. Oh, absolutely. That, that'd, be, that'd be one other way. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to circle back to the folders and organization. That's definitely something that I can utilize, but yeah, that, um, those radiuses too, I was thinking like, for, you know, if I'm going to go in and hunt an area to mark a five mile radius, because um, uh, we all like start to look and start to research and, and do our e-scouting. And it always seems like we're going to cover way more country. And then we get there and it's huge. And we think, oh, I can't go to this ridge layer. I can't go this far. But to put like a five mile radius or a three mile radius around where you're going to camp and where you're going to hunt, you know, then you're spending a lot of time researching those basins you can get to in that country that you can cover around there. And so I think that radius will, will be good too, like uh, just to identify the places that I do want to cover, you know? So uh, yeah, there's so many tools there to, to be able to use it. And Dylan, I'm sure you use it all the time. Like uh, uh, you hunt a lot. Um, uh, uh, are you originally from Dakotas? Is that right? I remember you're a mule deer hunter. Yeah. Yeah. So basically Dakotas, you could call it that far Eastern Montana. I mean, okay. we're closer to uh, North Dakota than we are most of Montana at that point. Um, but no, Eastern Montana and born and raised. So I've always hunted, you know, Montana has been my, my home state. Obviously we're super lucky and have a lot of opportunity here. So, you know, I've hunted a few other states and um, exploring more and more, but it's pretty much been Montana Growing up, you know, mule deer hunting and whitetail hunting in eastern Montana. Um, and then obviously with the move to Onyx about six years ago, moved to the other side of the state. And so, yeah, I mean, I've explored it from north, south, east, and west. And uh, another cool thing for that radius that I'm excited to use it for this year, hopefully I get to, 
if I find myself lucky enough to be in a, a spot um, is for dropping. So what I'll do for stocks, so whether it's like spring bear or archery antelope, mule deer, um, whatever, if I'm stocking a bedded animal, um, I always try to do my best to study the map and figure out exactly where that animal is or even not if it's not bedded. So spring bear, for example, a lot of the times, you know, you're glassing across the drainage, find a bear. Um, you're like, okay, so the bear's on that face, quick look at the map and then dive down and up the, the next drainage to go find it. Well, you get up there and you're like, I don't know where that bear is now. You know, everything looks different. Um, a lot, a lot more difficult to, to find something when you're on the same ridge as the opposing. And so what I try and do now is I try and just like take a step back, calm down, look at the map and really study it for a minute and not get so rushed on making a move on a stock. Um, and then I make sure that I have my best judgment marked for a waypoint. So I'm like, okay, that bear or that bedded antelope has to be right here. Okay, there's a rock outcropping here looking at the topo. That makes sense with what I'm seeing through my binos mark a waypoint that way when I lose visual on my stock, um, you know, or if I'm waiting on the other side of a, a rock outcropping, waiting for the thermals to switch or the wind to cooperate before I make the final 20 yards or whatever it is, I can look at my map and, and know, okay, I'm X number of yards away from this. Um, or if I pop out here, I should have a shot opportunity. And so long story short, what I'm going to start doing now is, one step further. So I'll still take the time to mark waypoint to where that animal was, um, but then draw a radius around it. So if I'm say bow hunting antelope and I draw a, or I mark a waypoint for a bedded buck, I might do a radius say 50 yards. And so I know at a quick glance of a map as I'm uh, making that stock or crawling over a, a ridge or whatever it is, I can quick pull up the, the app and say, okay, I'm not within my bubble yet. I, I need to go a little bit farther or I can look and it's like, okay, I'm within 50 yards. Like I really need to slow down, pay attention um, and get ready for a shot. You know, that type of thing. Oh man, <laughs> it's a game changer. Yeah. So you're, you're so right. Like using technology on our side on the stocks and it saved me this year, a stock I had in, in Nevada and they didn't bed in real open terrain where you could say, okay, he's in the one group of trees. It was kind of in these sparse trees everywhere. And there was some rock cliffs, but you couldn't see him once you got from above. And, and so using those, those points, like those rock cliffs, I could see the exact group of trees and marking where that buck was because you're right. It always looks like the surface of the moon. When you get over there, it doesn't even look like the same hillside, but to have that point on your map that then you know where that animal's bedded, or at least your best guess at it, you know, you can start to dial it in. So it saved me this year in Nevada, taking that extra step. Like you're saying, I like to take a picture of the hillside and then I like to mark a waypoint where the deer is. And now what you're saying is putting a radius around it in that radius is actually going to tell me what bow range is of that deer because so many times I see that deer and I think I'm going to sneak to those group of trees, but I don't know how far those group of trees are. It could be 20 yards or it could be 100 yards. You just don't know from your distance away from that point or from the way the hillside lines out. But yeah, having that radius, I could see where that that would be a, a huge asset to be able to do that and mark like a bow range radius around that man i i really like that dylan that's a great tip you're um yeah you can just tell you're montana born and raised like uh uh you just have a knack for hunting animals and those tips are the tips that really help us hunters out you know that's a great one i love that um so circling back around jeff tell me I, more uh, about these folders and and uh how i can organize my life a little bit more yeah, so this is something that we've launched just recently uh, on the mobiles. The, the web interface is coming um, in the next couple of weeks. And basically within your My Content tab on your mobile, you can create uh, really any, any number of folders that you would like to create. So if we go back kind of to the example that Dylan used earlier where, where he's using yellow waypoints today to mark things that he you know, eventually wants to go back and check out. Um, so he could create a folder, he could name it, whatever he, whatever he chooses, it helps him remember that these are the places that I want to go check out later. And as he adds waypoints or, or lines or areas, whatever he's adding, um, he can just 
within that interface of, of adding a waypoint, he can just tap Add to Folder. Um, he can select that folder that he created um, and dump all those things into a single folder. Um, and then, you know, as he, say, finds one of those spots and he determines that maybe that waypoint is uh, a, a good spot that he wants to go back and elk hunt and he, he creates a an elk hunting folder for whatever unit that is. He can he can add that that same waypoint to that folder as well, so they can live in, in multiple folders, and it just provides a way to organize all of your content on, on your map. You know, if you've been hunting a long time and you've got you know maybe multiple species that you're hunting in the same area. I think you mentioned mule deer and antelope that that you hunt in the same area. You're you're looking for sometimes the same types of terrain, but but not always, and so you'd be able to organize your content in, say, a mule deer folder or an antelope folder. And then, if if it's you know if it's antelope that you're after, then you can hide all your mule deer content. Super simple on the map with just a single tap, and now you don't have all that extra content that you have to sort through um, while you're antelope hunting. So it'll it'll help you uh, just be able to organize and and clean up clean up your map for uh, the different different things that you're trying to do. Pretty soon you're going to be able to share that folder with someone so you can share instead of you mentioned sharing earlier uh, with your with your buddy in Nevada, pretty soon you'd be able to say put all that content in a single folder and just share uh, a single piece of, of uh, a single folder with with them and uh, and not have to share each individual item. So there's there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of cool benefits coming from uh, that feature. Oh wow! So yeah, so you build a folder and then you can put each hunt in a folder or each species or however you want to do it. Yeah, that would be a game changer because yeah, it, it must have taken me you know half an hour to share all these points with my buddy down in Nevada where. Like what you're saying, like if I had a folder, I'd just share the whole folder with him and he'd have all my information on that hunt. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a game changer. That that sharing feature has been awesome, hasn't it, Dylan, for like meeting guys in the backcountry at camp, sharing uh, waypoints. Like that's one of, been one of the best features that you guys came out with just for being able to hook up with guys in the backcountry or share points or whatever the case is. Um, that's been huge. Yeah, no, for sure. And we use it all the time for that, you know, hey, let's meet up here in the morning. Um, you know, you're, <laughs> I've always, I've been that guy, but there's always that one person that's late because they took a wrong turn. And uh, now it's like, here's the waypoint, you know, it's not, no longer is it like, hey, grab a napkin. So at the, the big pine tree, take a right in the split. And it's like, you know, you get out there, it's three in the morning, you're trying to meet a buddy before a big hunt and you're like, is this the big pine tree or is it a mile up the road? So now, you know, sharing waypoints has been uh clutch for that, but also, you know, every time I go solo, um, you know, I'm sharing usually a hunting buddy who, who is familiar with the area enough to be able to get in there and help if need be. Um, but also even my wife, I'll share a waypoint. It's like, Hey, I plan on hunting here if I don't like it or if there's too much pressure um, here's two other, my, my B and C spots. So, you know, I'm using it just as much now for safety purposes, if I'm hunting solo or even with a buddy, um, as I am with anything else. So then, you know, if I, I miss uh, communication or don't reach out or, I, you know, I just don't come home on time or whatever, they at least have a couple different, uh, places for, Hey, he said he was going to be in this area. Here's the coordinates. Or, you know, if I, am able to be successful and send out a message. Um, Hey, I'm in spot B, um, just knock down a bowl. Like I could use a couple heavy, heavy backs or heavy packs on the way out. Um, if you're able to come help out, you know, that has been clutch as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Call in the, the Calvary to come help you get that thing out. Yeah. It has been clutch. I, I use it fishing too for, uh, put-ins and takeouts just so everybody's on the same page of where we're parking or where we're meeting or where the takeout is. And, and also just being able to float down like new systems and new rivers when you're exploring. If you go by that takeout 
and you're a couple hundred miles away from home, you're in real trouble, you know? And so being able to mark that on my map so I can constantly pull it up and, and then follow the river channel down to make sure I get in the right channels to be able to put me at that takeout. Uh, but yeah, it's been a game changer for me. I'm, I'm finding so many uses like uh, I have Onyx for my hunting and for my scouting and it's my primary purpose. Uh, but I also find that I'm using it in construction, like with all the, the, the landowners on the, on the lots, I'm able to see my corners. I'm able to position the house and make sure I'm not building it on the wrong property or, you know, there's just so many other practical uses for the app for sure that once you get familiar with it, all of a sudden I'm sending waypoints that people that don't even hunt that have the, the, the on X and can get those waypoints. So yeah, it's an absolute game changer for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That, um, I really like the sharing feature. That's been huge for me, like being able to share places and locations. Uh, that's been huge. What are some of the other features that, that maybe us hunters haven't heard of that we could use? Go ahead, Jeff. Well, there's a couple things um, that, that we kind of talked about a little bit beforehand. Um, we recently added that this may be more uh, applicable for perhaps the, the Midwestern uh, whitetail hunter, but we added... A layer recently that shows um, crops that are um, from last year's uh, planning the, that the, uh, the farmers will um, file. Uh, we get all that data and we've incorporated a number of different layers um, into the map uh, now for crops. Uh, you can go in and, and turn all those things on. Um, forget exactly how many of them we have probably uh, about 15 different different layers of crops everything from corn soybeans wheat um, we tried to go through and sort through a lot of the data for for some of the things that that hunters specifically would um, would be interested in um, so we're uh, we're super excited about being able to bring all that data um, to hunters as well um, I think uh, one of the things, depending on when um, when you get get this uh, podcast released, we should have um, similar sort of layers for um, for tree data as well. So we've we've uh, partnered up with um, a group that uh, can identify tree types and even um, age ranges of trees. And so we've tried again to go through and. And understand, you know, what are the what are the different types of trees that that uh, hunters would be most interested interested in, whether for winter cover or you know mast production for say oaks and whatnot, um, and and add a bunch of those to some layers that hunters can turn on and and use during during their scouting um, to to try to pinpoint locations for you know either shelter areas for say upland hunting or um, or even you know big game hunting as you get later in the season or food sources um, that kind of thing so that's that's coming uh, really soon as well um, we'll be able to in addition to the the radius that we talked about earlier that you can add to a waypoint um, you'll be able to add uh, a little a little uh, display above the waypoint that will show you um, the current wind uh, direction and velocity at that specific point um, and so you can use that also um, if you're, you know, hunting a, a say a, a property or whatever, and you you have a bunch of um, tree stand locations or whatever, and you want to know know the wind at any given spot, you can you can add that information to your waypoint as well. So we have some we have some cool stuff uh, cool stuff that's coming out um, really soon, uh, or is already out in some for some of those. But yeah some good stuff oh that should be handy even for western guys like um it seems like it always hunts good in a habitat change there's five times the biodiversity 50 yards from either direction of a habitat change so like timber to a meadow like uh within 50 yards on the meadow side and in the timber side there's five times the biodiversity right in there it's like why you always glass animals on the edges of habitat changes but being able to see those trees uh you can see uh, like aspen trees are really important for us hunters, for muleys and for elk. And, and aspens also, 
they signify water, you know, and, it, and another way I use it too is like uh, your guys's imagery is so good. Like I can see beetle kill and beetle kill is huge for like elk habitat. They, uh, the, the beetle kill as those trees start to die off. Like it, it lets more of that sunlight down there, uh, but but also gives it the cover where it doesn't burn off. So during September, it can just be this neon, lush green grass that's waist high and some of that beetle kill. And I'm able to see that off your guys' imagery where those beetle kill hillsides are. So so that's huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dylan, do you have um, like anything like us Western hunters could use those uh, that crop data for? Because I know like out eastern montana badlands or breaks or some of these different places that me and you both hunt uh like a lot of times i am hunting around crops do you have any uh practical uses for us western hunters being able to use that crop data oh for sure absolutely i mean there's so many times uh that i'm hunting animals coming to or from like a a crop food source whether i'm hunting private or public um you know, a lot of the times, if you can go on, say you're in the breaks in Montana or an area like that, or even in Western Montana where it's really mountainous, but close to cropland, I mean, if you can look on the map and say, okay, there's an alfalfa field down there and there's public land that I can access, uh, there's some good timber up here, some topography that would lend itself to bedding and, you know, use like the line tool or again, the radius tool and say, okay, that alfalfa is three quarters of a mile away or half a mile. I bet you anything, if there's an elk herd in there, they're hitting that alfalfa at night. So, you know, whether you're hunting on the crop sources or not, um, being able to see and figure out, okay, well, you know, I drove by it last light and there was a ton of elk and mule deer in this alfalfa field. Well, then I'm going to look at the map, turn on public lands, see where I can access um, and figure out an area to ambush in between. Um, so, I mean, I find myself using that quite a bit already for Western, you know, it, it lends itself a little bit more toward like the alfalfa, um, you know, wheat fields and a few others, but you get into Eastern Montana, there's a lot of corn and, you know, there's some, some areas that hold really good whitetails and mule deer that they'll come down into the cornfields. Um, and then you can hunt, you know, public up and around it. So, I, I'm going to find myself using that one quite a bit, more so than what I originally anticipated for Western hunting. Um, but to, you know, for your question for Jeff there, Brian, to take it one step farther back, I think the biggest underutilized feature from us is save, save maps. Um, you know, we have a ton of really cool data, a lot of really uh, great features, and we're always, like you said, innovating, coming out with new stuff. But as far as just overwhelmingly underutilized, um, you know, saving maps for offline use, especially for us Western hunters. Um, you know, you might be surprised, but there's quite a few folks out there that, you know, will come up to us at a trade show or give us a call and say, Hey, I love your guys's maps. The app is an absolute game changer. Um, and it's great. And then when I get out there without cell service, you know, it, it doesn't work, but it's still great when, you know, we, we have, the ability to save areas for offline use um, ahead of time you get out there and it works just as it would if you were sitting in the comforts of your home. Um, So I think, you know, by and large, saving maps for offline use um, is by far the most underutilized, I would say. Oh, Dylan, that's a great one. I forget to mention that because it's such second nature to me. Like, it's just part of my routine at this point is that, you know, I go on and make sure I've got all my maps saved for every area I'm going to hunt, whether I'm going to have cell phone coverage or not. Like, I just want to make sure I have my map. So that's really good to mention uh, because it uh, is underutilized. And if you don't have uh, cell phone coverage, then, you know, the, the map isn't going to work real well, but being able to save and catch those maps and then in, in different, uh, in, in different degrees too, like, uh, you, you know, I think I have almost the entire United States saved in the, in the wide view, you know, where there isn't a lot of detail to the map, but I can find all the roadways and all the road systems to get to where I need to go. Uh, I can see the overall big picture and then I go in and where I'm really going to hunt hard, you know, I make sure to save the, the 10 mile maps, you know, which have, uh, great definition and and you can see all the features you need to it's got good detail 
And, and then even further yet, I love to save the high detail maps, like of the zones that I'm really going to be hunting hard, like being able to zoom in and see every topography line, to be able to see that that uh, aerial imagery with just super high clarity and definition. That's a game changer. And so, yeah, before every hunt, that's just part of my routine. As I go through my maps and I save uh, probably 10 to 12 maps of every place I'm going to hunt. But I'm really glad you mentioned that, Dylan, because you're right. Not everybody knows that. And in these features, you kind of get comfortable navigating the, the the app and just using the features that you like to use and knowing how to use those. But you like if you didn't know how to save those maps, yeah, that that's a, a absolutely the biggest game changer you guys have is being able to save those maps. Um, that that's absolutely huge. I'm glad you mentioned that. And even at your lowest resolution, you're still going to get all the topo information and all the layer information that you've you've saved uh, or turned on in your app so even uh, even at that level you know if you know how to read a, a topo pretty well you're you're never going to be without you know being able to understand where you are and and what's around you and that that's that's pretty key I think um, you know we're getting ready to make some pretty significant changes to the offline map experience that you should you should watch out for soon um, and uh, you'll Based on your comments so far, I think I think you'll like them. I can't uh, give you all the details, but we're we're gonna make some we're gonna make some changes there um, that uh, that I think you'll you'll be uh, super stoked about. So we're we're anxious to get that out too. Oh, you're teasing me, Jeff. I'm gonna be watching that that app like a hawk <laughs> to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, I can't wait to see some of the new features and just the layering system you guys have is such an asset. Like it's the more time you spend on your app, on the browser, on your phone, like the better you get at using it and utilizing all of it. Like being able to turn on your your wildfire layers or, or uh, uh, the fire layers, and not only where it, will it show you where the wildfires have been it'll tell you which year they've been in there which is huge when you're looking for good feed or uh you know w when you want to get one of those burns that's been in the last you know two to four years or two to five years is kind of the sweet spot of those wildfires for me and then also um you know, it just changes like other there's so many uh, new Western fires out there to know where these new fires are. They're also like they're they're easier to glass in these places. So it can be a part of thick timber that then burns that then turns into a really good habitat. And again, I like where these these habitat changes. So the edges of these burns uh, are just money because it grows such good nutrient dense grass, like right on the edges of these habitats. And so being able to look and see there's a wildfire there and, and anybody that has on X has this layer feature, but not everybody is using all these layer features. And so it really gives you a leg up on these hunts to know where those are at. Or like, I like the, um, uh, the roadless layer to be able to put on the roadless layer it's almost like a heat map that then shows you like the the biggest roadless country in your unit is like a dark purple color and then where there are roads turns to a black color but you can see where the vast backcountry lies in that unit and then kind of look around that 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 spot in your unit or that area there to to look for features that'll hold those big muleys because these these big mule deer they find spots where they can grow up to be five six seven years old like even though they put their guard down during the rut and I'm sure you learned this Dylan like growing up and hunting all over eastern Montana like you can drive the roadways and you can find a three or four year old buck you can find a four point buck and you can shoot that buck but if you start finding these places where people don't get these are the rutting grounds that these big bucks come back to year after year. And this is where they grow up to be old. And so even a place that isn't known for trophy potential like eastern Montana, you start finding these places and all of a sudden you start finding an older age class of deer that nobody else is locating because they have these these rutting grounds that they return to every year and don't get shot. It's an absolute game changer just using all those layers. I'm sure, I'm sure you've been able to utilize that, Dylan, and I'm... I'm sure also like you see a big change from when you grew up hunting out there to now being able to use this technology and go back there and find spots that maybe you haven't ever discovered before. Have you found that? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, last year, mule deer hunting um, is, a, is a prime example. You know, it was a spot the year before um, that we were in and saw a couple mature bucks. Like you said, I mean, you can spend time over there in the rut and find a three or four year old, you know, a nice, decent looking four point. But, you know, if you're looking for something a little bit different or you shot a few of those bucks or maybe your freezer's full and you're looking for that next age class, um, you know, you find those little pockets and a lot of the times they're just they might not even be far. You know, it might even be a quarter mile from stuff you always hunt and look at because you're able to glass into it easily or from a road. But if you just explore a little more and do some more e-scouting and figure out those pockets, as you said, you know, I shot one of my best mule deer last year in a pocket that I am almost certain I'll be, will hopefully catch up next year. And I'll tell you, I shot my best mule deer in the same spot, but um, you know, just one of those areas that once I harvested that buck, like there's nobody hunting this stuff, you know, that deer could have lived here you know, a group of does might have came in or he moved into here, found a group of does, and he's got no need to leave. You know, it's nasty, craggy country. You can't glass into it. you got to know it's there to, to want to go in there. Um, but it's like that deer could have gone the entire season without being seen by a single hunter. And so you do, you find those those spots. Um, and I'm going to be really curious to see what I find in, in kind of that same same area next year. Um, but yeah, I mean that the app helps a ton with that, you know, marking waypoints for that area. Um, I can share that with my dad, you know, as we talked about, there's just, there's a lot of different things that, you know, it kind of sounds like a sales pitch because I work for the company, but it's hands down, you know, the most utilized tool that I bring outside my bow or my rifle. Oh man, ditto. Yeah, it sounds like a sales pitch when I start talking Onyx too, because it it's just uh it's so advantageous for us hunters. And you're right. It doesn't take being 15, 20 miles back to find these locations. Sometimes it's like in today's day and age, everybody's got a spotting scope and binos and everybody can stick them out a truck window. And so it's finding the places that are tough to glass. And and it's finding the places like sometimes it's just 500 foot of elevation gain to get over and to look at a drainage that nobody can see from a road. And all of a sudden you look at that drainage and it, it's like Jurassic Park in there. That's where those deer can grow up. And it's finding those key spots and, and being able to find them in your e-scouting before you show up and to have a network of these spots that you want to go check out. And, and deer... They're not spread out all the way throughout country. They're in pockets of country that, that they find everything they need. And so, you know, being able to have multiple multiple of these spots marked and have this game plan to go and check these different locations, it doesn't take long before you find a honey hole like you found or honey holes like I've found uh, that, that all hunt for the and check for the rest of my life too. And that goes for, for high country. That goes for, like, I really utilized your guys' app this year, like, down in the desert, like, um, you know, I, I've, um, uh, I hunted mule deer in the breaks and badlands and high country and in, in the desert, you know, I hunt a lot of desert terrain and dry country, but hunting them in the Arizona desert, like in those flats is really difficult. And so that's like the, the next habitat that I'm really trying to conquer. And they, they have those, those big dark horned Sonoran desert mule deer down and through there, but they're really low deer densities. And so you have to be really dialed in on the locations. And I find myself uh, really trying to dial in the water down there, which I hardly ever see mule deer drink, but down there it's so important. And not that you kill them on a water hole, but the habitats or the, 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 the species or the populations almost seem to be centered around these water sources. And once you can just start to figure out these little tricks, then you can start to look to transpose that information throughout that unit. So you may be hunting 300 square miles, but you can find these water tanks. And then you can find the vantage points that show off the country around these water tanks. You can find washes that I mark on my Onyx that every time I drive by a wash, I go walk a mile up that wash and I look for tracks. You know, And then if I find deer, that gets marked on my map. But I, I just find myself utilizing that app in every different habitat I hunt. And and using technology on your side like that, um, it, it is. I always say it's a game changer, and it really is. It has changed the game, I, I, the way I hunt and the way I scout. And, and just like um, 
And even after talking to you guys, I need to spend more time on the app and more time learning these features because, you know, I learned things this time talking to you guys. There's just so much that you guys are offering. And, and then having uh, guys that enjoy the outdoors that work at Onyx, you guys are constantly evolving this app, constantly making it better for me and coming out with new features and stuff that I've never heard of, you know. So uh, I know Jeff teased me with the with the new features, but I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. And especially on this, uh, on the on the offline too, um, it, it's it's really going to help us hunters, and especially the guys that pay attention or are watching that that app like a hawk, like I am. Absolutely, and I think um, there's probably a couple opportunities for you to to test out a few things in the field before they go live and give us some feedback on. So we'll sync up after the the chat and and get that set. Um, but yeah, no, and honestly, as as you were talking there, Brian, and just sharing that little tidbit about the the meal deer last year, to to expand on that just real quick, one of the other things too that allowed me to find that area is so it's an area that we've hunted for the last six years. You know, we we know it, um, and sometimes you know, like we know it so well that I'm like, oh, we'll be able to go over there and find deer. You can always go over there and find a decent meal deer buck, but. Prior to last season, I spent several hours e-scouting the country that I already knew and had waypoints littered all over. And the main thing that I ended up doing is looking at Topo in 3D and using the line tool and planning several different hunts. So we didn't show up on the property and just go, okay, well, I'm going to hunt like the northwest uh, portion of this or the southeast, or I'm going to go hike up here and glass this. I really focused on the ridge lines and hikes that I could do and then glassing points where I could glass either side of the drainages um, and just laid it all out in a property that I thought, you know, an area that I thought that I knew how to hunt well. It became really quick that it became quickly apparent that I wasn't hunting it um, as smart as I could, if that makes sense. So when I got there, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to check out this hike today. Like I had already done all my planning. Um, I didn't deviate from the plan much. And it was on day like five of six days there um, that I checked out a new hike and, and found that buck. So I guess my point there is even areas, um, you know, whitetail hunters that are like, oh, I hunt the same 80 acres. Um, you know, I don't have that much use for this. Um, you know, there, there's always use. And the more that you use the app and especially e-scouting, uh, the more successful you'll be. Oh, you're so right. Like, it's so important to look back on that app. And even spots that I hunt that I know, like the back of my hand, I still do e-scouting on them. And you're able to transpose the information you've learned in there to other areas outside that, or you're able to expand your knowledge. And it seems like once I spend time in an area, then I've got current information on that area. Then I can even, I can e-scout even better for the next time I'm going to go there, or the next time I go back. Oh, and another one, uh, another feature that I wanted to mention that saved my life is the tracker feature. Uh, so the tracker on on X, like being able to mark tracks on there, um, not only does it save me time and energy when I'm like navigating through like a skinny stretch stretch of state land that's going to open up more country that I need to navigate the right ridge line so I'm not coolie humping all the way through there and diving through 10 coolies. It'll take me the right track. And so you can mark your track on that and then it shows up on your map. And where it's really come in handy is like super steep, gnarly terrain, like hunting some of these high country muleys where I have to mark my path back to my camp where I have to navigate cliffs and things and I have to take the right route. And where it really saved me uh, was New Zealand hunting uh, the Southern Alps for tar. Uh, we had this... Um, this one sketchy spot where you had to make it around these cliffs and you had to choose the exact right track to make it through there or you were in the cliffs and you were in real trouble and we had some storms come in where the fog would come in thick uh, had one night where I where I shot a tar and I was coming back to camp and if I didn't have that tracker there is no way I could have made it back to my tent I would have been forced to stay the night out uh, and, and not cross that in the dark so I just think that tracker is such a key feature that I'm using more and more to mark tracks to and from camp to and from my truck and then especially in gnarly terrain that tracker is a game changer 
if you hunted early in Colorado last year, you know, right after Labor Day, there was a huge uh, snowstorm that blew through, at least where I was. Um, and I, I did the same thing with my tracker after I'd gotten been out all day um, that, that got me back to camp because with the weather socked in and snow blowing sideways, it was, uh, it, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't really see anything to navigate. So it, uh, yeah, it definitely got, got me home safe. Um, I wasn't even an Onyx employee then. I was just an Onyx customer. And, uh, and it was, it, it definitely um, was useful then for sure. Oh, yeah, just uh, safety-wise. and The other I thing know, that... Go ahead. Well, the other thing, too, now you, you mentioned, you know, um, laying down tracks and stuff, getting, like, back to glassing points and stuff. The, the one thing that we added that probably is um, useful for, for Western hunters, um, to your point earlier, is now when you uh, draw a line with the line tool, um, we'll show you the elevation profile of that line um, in your uh, in the markup card for it and so like I'll I'll you know find a glassing spot or what I think may be a glassing spot or a campsite or wherever I want to get to and I'm I'm using like you described you know using the topo map to try to find you know a route back in there and then I can go back in um, after I've drawn that line with the line tool and, and see, you know, what I'm up against in terms of a hike, because we'll show you the elevation at the start and the elevation at the end and show you the the slope uh, in red, green, and yellow um, during the hike. So you can use that to kind of help help yourself and look for, you know, those areas that are super steep. Um, you can see them on the topo, of course, but uh, it just helps you um, in, in your sort of your pre-planning phase to make sure that you've, you've got an efficient uh, efficient way back to wherever it is you're, you're going that'll that'll you know save you the most energy oh and i also like that you guys added a, a track editor <laughs> so like when i'm all tired and i get back to my truck and i forget to turn my tracker off and i drive down the road i can now fix that to know the actual miles that i went that day that's that's great because uh, uh i know i've made that mistake a handful of times so yeah i love to be able to edit that track that's uh that's a great feature but yeah you, you guys are just doing an amazing job there um i I just uh, I, I love using that app and and, and uh, it, it really has made me a better hunter and so I, I really appreciate it Dylan I, I always love getting together with you and talking hunting thank you sir for coming on yeah thanks for for having us for sure and uh, we should definitely catch up mid to late season and exchange hunting stories and uh, chat again let's not not wait another two years Gosh, I'm I'm gonna hold you to it. We're definitely gonna do that, Jeff. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you, and uh, sounds like you're a real asset there at Onyx. So congratulations to the, uh, to the move to Montana, and uh, thanks for explaining some of those technical features for me. Thanks, no problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, thanks, guys. Bye bye. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Uh, super fun conversation with those guys. God, I always learn stuff when I have them on the podcast. Uh, they just have such great insight into how to use the technology and how to use your app or get the most out of it. And I, I just, I, uh, every time I have them on, I pick up some tips and pick up some tactics that, that, you know, I can use in my own hunting and in my own scouting. So I really like having those guys on. I really appreciate their support over there on X, just the absolute best mapping system on the planet. And, uh, I just love, you know, being able to, to save these maps, uh, use these points. And I, I just, um, I just use this app more and more every single year. It's just uh, such a game changer. And, and it's like the, the, the more I use it, the more I learn, and the more I see the benefits out of it. So um, if you don't have Onyx, make sure to check out their subscriptions. Uh, you can do one state or multi-state, and uh, it really is a game changer for scouting and hunting. So thanks for those, thanks to those guys for being on. And uh, thanks to Eastman's for all their support. And uh, like I say, I'm going to keep after these elk. It's been a trying season, but... Uh, uh, just got to keep after it. And, and two, just, um, 
more effort in, you know, like I, I love hunting these mule deer, but you know, a lot of responsibilities this year and, and not that I'm, you know, it's not over yet. Uh, I still got a week left and, and, uh, I'm going to give it all I have. But as I just start to reflect upon my season, I just see that, um, you know, it's like those early September, uh, you know, hitting these spots like Montana has a five week season and being able to go, uh, a few days early, a few days in the middle of September, a few days at the end of September, a few days in the beginning of October. Like being able to spread out my hunt is, is um, so beneficial. Like you just get to to hit that timing right. And so um, season winding down, I'm hoping I can be clutch in the end and arrow a nice bull here. But um, either way, whether I'm successful or uh, come up short, uh, I definitely see places where I can improve my elk hunting for next season. So uh, stoked about that, but been having a ton of fun, seeing a bunch of elk, getting into elk, and uh, man, I just got to get an arrow in the right bowl here, so um, just got to keep at it. Uh, persistence is deadly. Um, got deep snow. It's going to be tough to get around. It's going to get bitter cold. I saw like a low of an 11, high of 25, like uh, maybe tomorrow or the next day, something like that, uh, so it's going to be bitter cold, um, but I can't wait. These elk are starting to pile out of the mountains. I'm actually... Um, excited i got a tag in my pocket uh hasn't been much rutting activity last handful of days but um you know uh, elk are gonna start to get on these features and uh, it's just been fun hunting these rugged mountains you know where you got to do so much elevation and so many miles and um going really hard and and uh, especially when there's a foot of snow on the ground it's going to get a lot tougher here but uh, i can't wait uh, it's just been an absolute ride so thanks to you guys for listening in supporting this podcast i really appreciate you uh, if you want to help out the podcast, uh, you can definitely uh, rate or review on on iTunes or whatever platform you're using, and then also the shares on social media. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you guys and uh, wish you the best. And um, with that, we're coming into uh, November mule deer season, uh, so I can't wait to hunt the rut and and uh, hunt some muleys. So uh, still some good hunting left to be had. Uh, it's just going to be cold, which takes a different kind of toughness, but that's a good thing. Um, so I hope you guys are all doing well and uh, enjoying the podcast. And uh, with that, I'll check in with you next week.